Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. We are live. <laughs> oh my goodness. Willfully, everyone is um, able to join us. If you're joining us after the fact, thank you so much for tuning in. We have a special episode today. We are, um, oh gosh, sorry about all the notifications. I Turn those off before we start. <laughs> right. We have a special guest with us, Mrs. Latoya Gant-Hester, who is the founder and director of Comms Noir, a social impact marketing firm. Black owned. And so she is here to talk to us a little bit about uh, who she is, what she does, like how she got to where she is, and what Comms Noir does. So this yeah. is a special episode because we are merging what we used to do. So those of you who have been following me, you know, I used to do Masters of Health. So now we're merging Masters of Health and True Health Live. And we're going to have a nice little wedding today. Nice. So, <laughs> Latoya, without further ado, Latoya, tell us about yourself. Welcome. Thank you for having me. That's always a big question to tell, tell you about myself. Well, I am, you use my whole name, Latroya Gant Hester. Um, but yeah, Latroya Hester will suffice. It's, it's good. Um, I am the founder, uh, and principal consultant with Comms Noir. Uh, Comms Noir is really a community for social impact communicators. So that's everybody who's out here trying to save the world through campaign development, messaging, um, creative content, what have you. So our nonprofit folks, cause marketers, people who are, uh, you know, in charge of corporate social responsibility campaigns, things like that. Um, and of course, I have been working in public health specifically for ooh, like 10, 12. But how is that possible when you're 21 years old? So <laughs> Long time, though. Long time. Um, I'm the former director of communications uh, for the Center for Black Health and Equity. That's how you and I know each other. And that has really been like probably the, the greatest foundation for my understanding of the public health world. So I don't know if the master's, do I, have to have a, do I have to have an MPH to be a part of this conversation? Because I have a master's, but not an MPH. Okay, just check it. A lot of people always ask me, that, oh, I don't have an MPH. I'm like, but you're working in the arena of health or public health. And and this is the reason why, like, I think people who have MPHs or in school for the MPHs, this is a really good example. And, they, you know, the, the show is here for people to get not, not not only, like, understand the different facets of public health, but if you are a student, like, these are ideas of, like, maybe what area you can go into. Yeah. I wish people understood. I wish people knew that public health is pretty expansive and even the field of marketing, public relations and communications can be applied to social impact work, specifically public health. When I was at UGA, um, there wasn't, they had just introduced health communications as a, as a graduate level track. I think now it's a whole thing, but back then it was like introducing just a couple courses. And in fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because my co-founder, Belinda, she said that she came into the health communications world, but she was a, she was an epidemiologist, right? So a lot <laughs> of folks are pulled into the comm side because you're pulling from the resources that are currently available. And then you grow into that industry and into that profession. But yeah, yeah. is out here. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is because, you know, you may have like, so you might be the epidemiologist but maybe you don't necessarily have the skill set or the training to do the comms work. So you need the comms people and then vice versa. Yes. That communications, but you know nothing about epidemiology or public health. And so True. you need the epidemiologist to give you, you know, you know, the stats. So then you can figure out how to turn that into something that is concise and clear yes. and, you know, and, and understandable. Um, for people, you know, to take in, you know, right. That's why I. That's a part of the reason that comes in war. The community is so important because inside the membership, really, it's a membership. So if anybody wants to join, comesinwar dot com. Uh, but oh, the description. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> of course. Okay. But really, uh, what we want to do is serve the members by providing um, 
all kinds of capacity building and professional development, including trainings around communications one-on-one. Like if you did not go to journalism school and you don't fully understand what the function of communications or mass com is, when you're trying to create mass reach campaigns, like what does that mean? Um, For some people, that's not their background. Um, And so I want to be able to uh, support those folks who are in public health or in cause marketing social impact work who may not have those foundations, but they kind of just got thrown in it and now it's their job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that was me. <laughs> I kind of like, and I, I used to tell people like, you know, before I left New York, I kind of fell into what I was doing mm-hmm. um, because I had, you know, I, you know, done the whole, like literally like, okay, health administration, I'm going to get my master's in um, public health. And I was literally like working in a, a hospital and like, doing research. Mm-hmm. And then, I moved into the tobacco program that I was working with for a very long time. I fell into like the advocacy and things like that. And then had to learn like, oh, like messaging. This mm-hmm. is what we have to do. Oh, like paid media, earned mm-hmm. media, um, mm-hmm. owned media. What? Like, and then you you, you kind of learn it as you go. Um, but not everybody has that, you know? So, right. so that's awesome to like show like, where the, those pieces intersect because health promotion is like one of the pillars, you know, of public health. So like we have- It is. And so the other reason that comes and war was sort of a thing that bubbled up in me is because it is a pillar of public health. You cannot launch a movement. You cannot incite change. You can't change behaviors if you don't have a really strong messaging and communications um uh, angle. And the truth of the matter is most organizations who are charged with creating these kinds of things, they want to do an educational program or whatever, but they're not really putting the money or the talent necessary to do a really effective job in crafting messages and campaigns that are going to do what we are asking for these things to be done. So you want to get the whole, you know, all of Wake County educated about vaping, um, mm-hmm. but you're putting $2 on your communications campaign, whereas the industry has a billion. Good luck with mm-hmm. that, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we don't even always have the same level of strategy and creativity that you would see in the corporate world. It doesn't come over to public health all the time. And so that's kind of what I want to be able to bring to uh, the table with comms and war and those, you know, who are a part. Yeah, like what you said was really key, like because that that part about like the the funding and what the public health people have and like the nonprofits, um, you know, whether you're a large nonprofit and well known and have endowments versus the industry, like whatever that is, it's never it's it's nothing doesn't compete. What the industry, whatever industry that is, let's. Whatever industry. I mean, you know, you and I have so much experience in tobacco, but we know it's the same on the sugar side. You want people, you want to lower, oh, get people. It's a personal decision. You should, you know, prevent diabetes by eating right next. But you have loaded up our whole food system with so much sugar, right? And and then the sugar industry does the same thing that the tobacco industry does. Mm -hmm. We won't won't get into all that. But we have to compete with with campaigns and messaging that's supposed to make a difference. Yeah. Uh, But it's tough. Yeah. Good evening, Chief Yuya. Thank you for joining us. And peace, Naya. Stop the Naya. Um, and I'm going to reset really quick. So we have with us Latoya Hester. We won't do the full government. Hi. And she's the founder and director of Comms Noir. And so we're having a chat about, you know, the importance of social impact marketing and, and having that communal space where, you know, people who do, you know, this pouring out in this work where they're trying to, you know, galvanize groups of people around mm-hmm. different public health issues, like where they can go to do that. Um, so yeah, and peace, Master Manulet. So, um, he's my regular. I love these names. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like one of the word, one of the things I did want to ask you is um, because you branched out because one of the other things and we we did do not on True Health Live but I had a, a similar conversation and we're supposed to have a part two. I have to reach out to this person to see if she's able to do it. But you know, financial health, you know, was mm. one that we talked about like health you know it doesn't necessarily have to be like the conventional and traditional things that we talk about when we talk about health financial health is a part of it because finances can be stressful you yes. know 
that, that does start to delve into like what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally. 100%. Right. And so yeah. Part of that, I wanted to ask you about like that entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship. Yeah. Actually branched out. So, like, you started Comsmar, but Comsmar is still pretty new. So, can you talk to us about like how you moved from like that W2 and branching out on your own to do this? So, I didn't realize we were going to talk about that today. Um, yes. So Comms No War was sort of seated in my, in my, in my little heart of right before the pandemic, but I really couldn't move on it. And when you were already working for a public health organization and you got two kids at home, you know, the pandemic was like, everybody else was like at home. We were already home and our work ramped up. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just recognized that the, the level of, um, overwhelm that I was experiencing was uh, significant. And there were just particular calls that I that I believe that I have on my life. And so I just said to myself one day last year, you know, um, it really was, you know, some people say, oh, you pivoted to uh, start your own thing. But really, it was a resolution where I said, okay, this is this is the time. There is never going, there's never going to be a, a good, better, best time, right? Um, I was really concerned about, you know, really taking care of my financial well-being here in my household, right? Um, my husband and I, we had some conversations about it, but ev- eventually it was like, you just got to do what you got to do and believe, you know, believe. And I had so many colleagues that were just like, um, outside of, of course, the organization, but other independent contractors who were like, listen, you can do this. You can mm-hmm. do this. And yeah. enough people told me I could do it. In fact, you know what? I'm going to show you something. Go up ahead. Sure. Up here, I keep, I don't know if you can see it. So up here, I keep this, this jar. All of my, all of my dearest friends gave me, uh, messages of encouragement. And it's because, it's because um, they all they all knew and supported the fact that I had this big idea and I needed and I needed to move on it. And when I and you know when I resigned from my position, because you're asking really about the financial aspect, when I resigned from my position, um, all of these like uh, folks, colleagues, you know, these are not like long life lifelong friends. These are just people who have known me in in this in this in this space. They just called and they were like, "Hey, we see that you resigned." We really, we really could use you on this project. <laughs> and I will tell you that in terms of, um, finance, um, I'm about six months, eight months into this journey. And really, um, I have really been able to maximize on the relationships that I had previously and the, and the, you know, the reputation people had known me for what I had done before and really was able to obtain small contracts here and there, but it yeah. really did amount to, to what I needed. Yeah, that's awesome. That, and that's yeah. You don't need to know all your business. Just yeah, but the point is, it's important just to let to let people know. Like, it, yeah. they all said it was possible, and it turned out to be true. Yeah, and isn't it, isn't it interesting, like, once you finally leave, people are like, good for you. <laughs> it's like, good for you. you. It's like, how many times do we sit and you're like, we're our own biggest enemy. And I'm saying that as somebody who is that person, like, I can't do it. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. But it's like, you have people in your corner, you know, whether it's your husband or your mate or your partner, you know, and then there's other supportive, you know, relatives, family, friends around you saying like, you can do it. Um, Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, one of the things that, you know, we were talking about the life leaks, but when you are working, especially when you're working for a really great cause that you love, because I love, loved the work that I did and I work the lo- love the work that I do. I still work with the center, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But when you love it, you give everything to it. So don't get me wrong. We, I did have to kind of address the money leaks, you know, like, OK, it's almost like we had holes in our pockets. You want to start something and you're like spending money on this on this app and on this software and on this um, on this person. Yeah. But sometimes you have to plug those leaks. And so we did have to take, you know, we had to take another look at the budget. We had to think about what we had to do to make this to make this work just in case there were um, gaps. But at the same time, you're you're really talking about what I call confidence leaks. It's mm-hmm. like you don't think you can do it. We all have imposter syndrome. We all know, like, I have this expertise. I have this experience. I have a very particular perspective. But sometimes we are afraid um, to 
to let ourselves shine. And sometimes we allow other people to undermine our credibility. But the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is we've got to plug those confidence leaks and speak up when we need to and make moves when it's time. Yeah. Good. I like that. Good. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Good. Thanks. Um, peace uh, on radio and sovereign youth and Sequoia and Aquia. Peace, peace, peace. Um, so we have Latoria Hester with us. Um, and as we go hey. along. This is um, our Masters of Health segment, which is, is you're witnessing a wedding today. Masters of Health is marrying True Health Live. <laughs> so if you have questions, please feel free to ask them of our guests in the chat. Um, so um, another question that I had for you with regard, you kind of answer like a lot of my questions, like in like just our general conversation. I'm chatty. Um, that's good. <laughs> Um, um, but another question that I always ask my guests are like, you know, like what are some of the, 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 and, and maybe this will get into like, you know, the stopping the life leaks and feel free to like integrate that. But, um, what are some of the things that you would like, you know, maybe it's like top two, top three, um, suggestions that you would have for people who are in that social impact space, who are moving, um, that way or, or, who are looking to do like what you do, like as a social impact entrepreneur or, you know, founder, you know, and in that communications world. So what are the top two things I would tell them to do? (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's okay. Just any, any, any aspect of it. So one of the first things I, I remember, um, I remember when I used to work for an agency and I was stressed out all the time. All the time. And I put a little sticky note on my computer and it said, meaning matters more than money. Right. And I said to myself, if I'm going to be this stressed out, it needs to be for a good cause. (laughs) And so I encourage people who want to do social impact work to pursue it and to do it. Right. Bring on, we need the talent. Right. But I quit that thinking that in order for me to do social impact work, I had to sacrifice being paid well. And Mm -hmm. I believe now that that was just a decision that I had made on my own. That was just like a a wrong paradigm because there are many ways to do this work and still um, have all your financial needs met. I truly believe that all of my needs are met from God above. It doesn't come through my job, but I do think that it's um, a fallacy to think that you have to be underpaid uh, in order to do work that is meaningful. And so one of the things I would say is don't quit just because you're not getting paid. Think about how you can get paid and do your work well, right? Um, whether that's you creating more time or a plan to side hustle or to make sure that the kind of work that you do gives you space and to think straight so that you can have other pursuits or to make sure that if you are, you know, sticking to corporate because we need, we need soldiers and advocates out there too, right? Um, if you are doing that work that you find time to volunteer or do the meaningful work that also matters. Mm-hmm. So, um, number one, I would say stick to it. Number two, don't believe the lie that you can't get paid. And, um, well, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> no, that's good. I like that. Like to, 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 it's a fallacy to think that you have to be underpaid to do what you love. Yes. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, question. Um, Maximilian Leg is asking, what at what point did you become aware that you were called to do the work that you do? Um so I've always been acutely aware of my own gifts. Um, I think that I fell into public health, but um it took me about um I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna lie. It took me about 10 years before I decided to just walk out in my purpose. And so I'll give you an example. At the heart of things, I love communications and I love messaging. And the reason I love messaging so much is because I understand the impact that messaging can have on society mm-hmm. and on, um, on personal behaviors and beliefs, right? So yeah. we're out here making all these, uh, campaigns because we're either trying to get you to sell something or to get you to buy something or to get you to vote a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In public health, say it again. Programming. 
it's programming, right? I call it discipleship. You're either going to be discipled by the media, right? Or you're going to be, you're going to be discipled by something, right? So my true call from, from probably about 10 years ago is really centered on media literacy and helping people think about what they're consuming every single day, because that shifts the way you think and shifts the behaviors that you live out. And if you're trying to adhere to a certain path, if you want to stay on that path, you have to be aware of what's what you what what you're consuming, right? So I love media literacy. I love media yeah. literacy. It's important. It's so important. It's so important. And it's not, it's not like it's not, it's just not being addressed enough. But when COVID happened, mm-hmm. the CDC Foundation put out an RFP. Mm-hmm. So this is gonna sort of help you. This is how my story kind of goes. Uh, you know, when you are working for a nonprofit or what have you, we had we were everybody's does the jobs. So we were all grant writers, right? On top of everything else. You do everything. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I was in a moment of um, really focusing on what I wanted to do with my life and my time. And they, they, the, the proposal was help us address, uh, you know, vaccine hesitancy in the black community. And I was like, y'all gonna get this media literacy today. You know, that's what I was like. I wrote up this whole concept um, around social media literacy and understanding how to spot misinformation on social media as a means to get people to think and make a positive choice toward getting vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, they gave us a huge grant for that. And that's one of my proudest uh, contributions to the work that the Center for Black Health and Equity does right now, the Truth Check campaign. Um, mm-hmm. But it was kind of at that moment, I worked on that campaign for a year, but it was at that moment uh, that I really recognized what my call was and that I needed to like get out there and do it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I see um, another question. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You can um, go ahead. It says, uh, can you share a little bit about Comms Noir? So Comms Noir is a community for social impact communicators. So that's public health, commu- health communicators, cause marketers, um, anyone who's out here trying to save the world through messaging and creativity. Um, my goal is really to provide trainings for uh, this community, support, career coaching for this community. Also to make sure that we're marrying people who are really um, experts in advertising, product marketing, corporate marketing. I want to see that community, con- like I want to see these come together so that we can infuse more creativity and strategy in the work that we're doing as health communicators and as cause marketers. So that's really the community you can join. Um, you can, you know, visit commsnoir.com. It's a free membership. Um, there is an elite level membership as well, where you get a few more perks, but we would love, I, sh- community should always be free, right? Um, right. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> Comms Noir, but Comms Noir is also a consultancy. So um, you can hire us to do some projects for you. If you're looking for talent, come and get to know the folks who are members in Comms Noir because they're highly talented people out here just trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. So on um, new radio, I know she's like into media, which is probably where the question came from. So awesome. probably got a new member, I think. Yes, please, please <laughs> join. Please join. And in fact, I don't know how many of your um, audience is going to be a part of the State of Black Health. Um, or if you're planning to go in September. I did, I did see it. I know it's in Puerto Rico and I have some things. I don't know. I gotta, gotta no, the, no, you need to come. You need to come. <laughs> You need to come because it's going to be amazing. We have really, um, one of the things that we do every year is reach out to the local community and make sure, you know, we look for the Black folks, we're the Black folks, right? And so we have infused so much of the Afro-Puerto Rican culture into the program. It's just going to be so good, so much art, so much music. But of course, we're going to be talking HIV, maternal health. We're going to be talking, we're going to, I'm doing a whole panel around um, uh, men's health and barbershop culture. It's going to be so good. But, but. Tom's Noir is having a pre-conference called Catching Tones the day before. And mm-hmm. so on your radio, I want you to be there. You need to come out. But what and what what can they expect from Catching Tones, pray tell? <laughs> we have to get all of your strategic plans snatched for the year. My goal is to just bring industry experts to the table and let's have some conversations around what DEI looks like when you're black and you're trying to you're trying to create messaging, but you know that maybe your organization is not living up to the call and they're not committed to what they said they were going to do. We want to have those hard conversations. We're going to talk about repurposing. We're going to actually do a little workshop around repurposing your um 
your video content for social media. So maximizing, so just doing some technical stuff. Um, we've got some great speakers from GCI Health who's coming. Keonta Key is going to be there. Um, Lisa Cunningham, the creative director is going to be there. So we're really excited. There's just going to be lots of inspiration. Um, but some tactical stuff to sort of get you thinking about what you're planning to do this year um, mm-hmm. in your health communications work. Okay. That's yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll make sure that that information gets to you guys as yeah. well. And I could put it out. Um, yeah. Cause I did see, I was like, Oh, state of black health is coming. I'm yes. Like, state of black health is still my baby. So even though um, I have moved and, 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 and doing comms and war comms and war is still consulting with the state of black health and we are, um, yeah, working on those logistics. We were oh, we've been planning. That's awesome. Yes. And I was like, Puerto Rico, I was like, they're doing it up. Was it the last time I think it was in Atlanta? It was. It was. It was in Atlanta. And then which was amazing. I mean, State of Black Health is like a family reunion. This is where we 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 talk seriously. Like we don't beat around the bush about the social determinants of health. No, it's racism is the reason. And we talk about it, right? Um, it's a really it's a time for authentic sort of in family conversation. You know what I mean? Um, but 2018 was amazing. Then the pandemic hit. We had an awesome online virtual conference. It That, yeah. was, that yeah. was great. The one that was supposed to be in Charlotte, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be in Charlotte. That didn't happen, but we still had Michelle Williams. We had so many great, um, so many great panelists. Everyone, there was so much engagement online. People called us after the conference and they were like, how did you do it? That's so good. Is and- there be a virtual component this time around? I don't think so. We're looking at the numbers of who's interested. And yeah. so right now it's looking like, um, looks like now it's looking like not, but um, we probably will figure out how to capture some of that content so that we can create a series for the next year that okay. you, know, you can sort of peek into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, and thank you for that. We had a little excerpt about State of Black Health. Um, that was awesome. And I'll definitely include all of that into the description box as well, because um, it, it is it, it is a nice conference. It's a good conference. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. There's nothing it's like it. Done by us and it's done well. If that's why, because it's us. And people, I mean, I'm telling you, people would call us and be like, can, we, can you consult with us? Can you tell us what you did? Because it was just so different. If you were like, it's Black folks. That's it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it did you 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 know how sometimes you'll go to things and it's like, yeah, it's us and it's like but it I think it's that like, oh, this is done like oh like like a PHA. Like people are still there's still always this comparison to yeah. the other to yeah. the main the main platform thing. And I and yeah. which it is what it is. And I think what's ha- what's happened is or what happens is like state of black health is on that level. Like it's done like it's it's got it's that caliber. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's always been our goal. And we've always wanted to be distinct from things like APHA. So for instance, um, when we do our abstract process, we're very particular. We're not um as impressed with theoretical theoretical um submissions. We want to see has this been instituted at the community level so that when people hear, you know, you've got to have that personal experience, what's working in our community. Um so yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you know, we we wrote a paper and we submitted it to this journal. And right. that because like we, you need research. Like let's yes. you need research period. It still has to be evidence based. Yeah. Right. It has to be right. So you know what works. And and we already know that there isn't a lot of research, which is also why media literacy is so important. There isn't a lot of research when it comes to black bodies, right? You know, yep. a lot of the research we we're not necessarily included and then for many reasons because there's still you know very like a lot of mistrust in healthcare systems yep. and it's not necessarily us conducting the research like we have to figure out you know who's conducting the research for us or where's the First money question, who's conducting this research who's conducting the research you know mm-hmm. for us conducting the research for us but then there needs to be more money given to us to conduct the research for us you know right right yeah and that you know <sighs> That's the other reason I love State of Black Health, because we can put on the stage in front of major funders our issues, and we can talk very candidly about it, but the funders are in the room and they're listening. And yeah. so um, it makes a difference when everybody comes. Yeah. Everybody comes. Yes, right. I know it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> we will ask. We will ask. 
<laughs> to see if we can come home. Um, I'm out. I'm At least come to the Menthol Academy. You got to be there for that. You know, and I did miss menthol a day because I wasn't really doing a lot of tobacco or had not been, I have not been doing tobacco work until recently. So I did miss um, menthol Sunday. I did. No menthol, you miss no, my baby, you miss no menthol Sunday. That's okay. We forgive you. You'll come back around next year. I'll be there for next year. I will. <laughs> um, tell us about a day in the life of. Oh, well, uh, typically I get up, I say I'm going to go for a walk. I don't. I take my kids wherever they have to go. <laughs> Sometimes I will get around to walking the neighborhood about two miles. Um, I did that just before I sat down here, actually. Um, and then I am literally head down in this spot right here. I um, I have the best clients, I got to tell you. I, I really have enjoyed. I've, I've done some projects with Black Women's Health Imperative, um, done some work with the Reggie and Dion Foundation, um, have been, of course, working with the center. And I just, I, I got to tell you, I have really fantastic clients. So I have been very booked and busy, as they say. But um, beyond just sitting at my desk doing the work, I have two little girls like I mentioned, um, and, a, and a very sweet husband who's super supportive. Um, and so we try to hang out in the, in the evenings as well. But I'm on, I'm on, my, I'm on my laptop a lot. Less yeah. press, but, I, but I'm sitting here a lot. Let's <laughs> talk about how overheated the devices <laughs> I know. My poor computer's like, I give up. I'm like, I am so sorry, but we try to save the world today. Don't you crash on me. Yeah. Oh, listen. I have experienced the crashes, like, and they're more frequent. And I'm just like... And you, you get to a point, it's like, I'm going to throw you across the room. It's like, don't do that because then it'll be worse. <laughs> don't do that. You know what? I have figured out that um, when my computer is dying, I, I say it to myself, I'm just not going to plug you back in. Because what you're saying is that you need a break and I probably need a break too. Um, yes. And so let, let's, uh, as as a friend of mine says, respect the boundaries that the that the, the, the <laughs> And the device is giving you and, and, and respect the, the the boundaries that you know your body is giving to you. So when you're feeling low on energy, I mean your computer does not care and eventually you've got to be the one in charge. That's part of the reason why I am now doing a lot of like have you have you been using ChatGPT? Oh my god. <laughs> Talk about plugging the energy leaks. I'm like, oh I I got I got a whole hour back off of that. Computer's still alive. I'm still good. I want to know this, 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 but you know, but I still have to do some tailoring because it has to be yeah. my voice, and I of have. Course. I end up doing a lot of writing anyway, but it is such a help to like just get something started because a lot of the yes. times that is the time suck. It's that like, is the time suck. So the thing I love about AI is you never have to start with a blank page, right? right. You what, have like a brainstorm buddy. <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh, no, what I need ideas on. Da, 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 da. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. no, yeah, and get you get going, going. right? That, yeah. Get you going before your computer dies and before you fall out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and so very helpful with like when it's time because it's so. I'm, I'm, I realize like I'm trying to figure out, and maybe this is how we talk about stopping the life weeks. Like when I, you know, the podcast has like its own thing, like its own page, and I always have like a little write up, but then I also have a blog. And I, the blog is like separate from that, but like a lot of the times I'll do a blog that's a little bit more fleshed out of what maybe some of the conversation the podcast is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is so much writing. Like, what? It's so much writing. <laughs> And your friend at your friend Chatty Jappy, Chat GPT will will listen to this entire podcast episode mm -hmm. okay. and help you out. Yeah, I got you. And I'm yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I have. Good. I'm just, I'm just getting started. I've been wowed every day. Yeah. Um, it really does make a difference. I was at this uh, great conference over the last couple of days where they were talking a lot about AI, but you know who else was there? Um, Issa Rae. Oh, really? Yes. And Issa Rae said something that I thought was, that just kind of like tugged at me. She said, you know, you can spend so much time working on other people's stuff that you don't really get a chance to work on your own stuff. And so um, she talked about how she had been doing all these projects, but then a whole year for other people and a whole year went by before she had created anything new. 
And I was like, I've got to figure out how to maximize my time on all my client work and making sure that I'm supporting my clients and doing all those other things. Um, but if I can find ways to make my life a little easier, I will because I need to focus on the thing I was created to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it helps so much. Like, yeah, like any, there's, yeah, I will say the AI, it, it is helpful. It's yeah. a little scary. It is. I will be honest. It's a little scary because like every day I'm like seeing different articles about like sentience and I'm just like, mm, what, Oof. you know, I have Skynet here. Like, <laughs> so my husband is really, <laughs> say that again. I'm like, but it's helpful right now. I know it's helpful right now. You know, it's not the problem with the computers. It's the it's the problem of humanity, and that is the reason that we all have to be a little bit more media literate. We all have to be really um, firm on our personal values, um, and we have to be at the, about the business of making social change. Mm-hmm. Uh, because any fear that we have about sentient beings and you know. AI is taking over the world. I know this for me, it's mostly poking fun, but the fact of the matter is the, the, the way you get there, I guess, is, is, is by the crumbling of societal, you know, decency. Right. Because I, I think like, and we might already even be there. So like my fear unfounded of whether it is or not, like, you know, probably already there but a lot of it is because of you know like just like a lack of wanting to take initiative to do things like you know being a little lazy you know and then this is not the same I'm not saying it's it's bad to like like we said like plug the life leaks like where can we like kind of you know use what's there use tools to make things easier for ourselves mm-hmm. but also recognize like there's other intent behind some of it sometimes you yes know? yes uh and for me that is you know that's the heart of why i i talk about media literacy um there's this story that uh, a, a woman told me many years ago she was ta- she was not many years ago not that long ago actually she was talking to me about how her dad in west texas he would go out to uh, the woods and mm-hmm. he would look for bullfrogs and he would go out there with his bb gun but he wasn't trying to he wasn't trying to kill the bb gun it's not okay. that kind of, not that kind of story but what he would do is he would take the BBs and he would roll them one at a time to bull, to the bullfrog. And, you know, bullfrogs, they will eat anything that moves, just slurping it up without paying attention, not discerning, not trying to judge whether or not this is something it should eat. It would just slurp it up. And, you know, bullfrogs are designed to leap like a hundred times their, their, their own body length. That would be like me being able to jump, what, to the Empire State Building or something crazy like that. Something mm-hmm. amazing that a bullfrog is intended to do. But because it's mindlessly, passively just slurping up BBs, after one or two, no big deal. But after 10, 20, 30 BBs, that bullfrog is essentially pinned to the ground and unable to do what it's meant to do. Most of us are just on social, just scrolling, just slurping willy-nilly without thinking about the fact that, yes, it's convenient. Yes, it's entertaining. Yes, it's this. Yes, it's that. But is it allowing us to do what we're really meant to do is it serving us is it serving society so we do have to be so careful yeah it's that autopilot that mindless moving you know and not being intentional and therefore like not even being accountable it's like well I was doing this and it's like I don't understand why this is happening well because you were doing what you just said you know because you were on social media you know doing mind numbing so now you've got a gullet full of metal balls that that's are- right that's why i would say don't eat the bbs everybody say don't eat the bbs don't eat the bbs yeah because and you're and you're seeing you know incredibly high rates of depression um you're seeing suicide rates actually go up the more you know when you when when you're consuming content all the time you're because- seeing these mental health issues that need to be addressed i'll say because- that there, we're consuming content that is not real because it, it's all we do with the the programming that we receive. Like you need to be this, you need to you know be that, and like yes, some of these things are true. We we should be mindful. We should be because you know because it, it, it's got a whole the social media. It's got a whole all the messages. You know, mm-hmm. and like yes, while some of them are true, there's a lack of discernment, and I'm. Yes. Not, not uh, exempt from that sometimes. Yes. And you know, it's really good that you say that because most of people think that they are exempt. And when you're, when you think that you can't be touched by media messages and content, then you will have no tools to protect yourself when they come at you. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to be humble. That's that's yeah. that's my yeah. Um. So tell us a little. So we were talking about um the your lead magnet, right? <laughs> your magnet. Oh uh, yeah. And I was like, no, but it has a name. It's like a workbook. <laughs> so tell, it is. So if you visit Comjuar, um, you know, you'll have a pop up magnet lead. But yeah, you can get straight to it if you go to comesandwar.com slash five ways, number five ways. Um, download it. It'll help you think through ways that you can give back to yourself. I think as cause marketers, our, our, our work is sometimes really, I mean, it's emotionally draining. It can be, you know, sometimes we give our, be- all of the, our, all the good hours of the day, all of our best ideas, all of our energy, everything to the, to the organizations that we serve and we should give of ourselves, but sometimes we overdo it and we just don't leave enough for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if you download, I've got five ways where you can stop, uh, stop those life leaks, stop the money leaks, stop the confidence leaks, stop even the mission leaks. When you, when you have a mission and you give it away to, you know, when you're supposed to be building it over here, but you you know, give all your good, all your good pearls to some, to something else. I think there's something to be said about just making sure you're making time to build out your own mission, stay focused and do it. So if you download that five ways, there's, um, it'll give you some really great strategies for stopping those leaks. And then, um, a little, some, some thought, some thought work on the back for you. Awesome. And again, all the links and things will be in. I cannot give you the link to the to the like directly. You have to download it. So you yeah, comesmore.com yeah. Comes slash five ways and you'll get to it. Awesome, awesome. Um, so um on the radio said reminds me of that Strome song. I'm not up on some of the new artists. I don't know what the Strome song is. I might have to look it up. Put a few lyrics in Yeah, I'm give us the lyrics. But to tell you that. <laughs> So uh, you could, you're free to like join us, get on stage and, and sing it. <laughs> but it is. Is that possible? Can they hop in? That'd be cool. They can. I, oh, I forgot to put the link. I can put the link in. Copy. So for people, if you would like to join. This is fun. I like your group. This is the link. So if you would like to join, you know, feel free to join us. Um, but I also want to be mindful of your time, you know, um, and not like, you know, just kind of like keep you here chit-chatting because we could do that afterwards. Um, <laughs> Can we? Um, so, so what else have you not told us about Comsmoir? Like, you know, so we know like it's membership based. You have a lot of different professionals there, you know, who are able to, you know, you can um, basically uh, link them, link like uh, potential clients yeah. with yeah. Well, the one, the biggest thing I should tell you is that we're just getting started. We're really just getting started. So we're building our membership. We are building the consultancy. Um, and so, of course, if you're interested, please send me a note. Uh, when you email on, if you drop your email into on the website, I will follow up with you. Or if you say hey in the Facebook group, that would be amazing because we are looking for, um, we're looking to build our community. We're brand new. Um, if you become an elite member, we do headshots. You will get an hour of career coaching every year. You will get um, premium swag when we have our in-person events, just all kinds of benefits of being uh, an elite member. Yes, yes. Um, and then for Catching Tones in San Juan, of course, this is a comms war event. We are looking for sponsors. We already have a couple of sponsors super excited about ICF Next that are that's sponsoring um, oh. the other ones. I, um, I see of uh, the, the major consulting firm. Yes, yes, they're sponsoring. Yeah, they're super supportive. Um, the other ones, I'm gonna have to keep on the low until I've got verbal. I've got lots of verbal confirmation. Yes. that I want to yes. announce. Yes, it's like, it's like buying a house. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. But I'm really excited about the support um, that we've been getting because I think people see the need for partnering with Black social social impact communicators um, and making sure that the messages that are meant to change the world are mm-hmm. done strategically and creatively. And you can't do that outside of community. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome sauce. Um, I have one last question, unless anybody gets on, but I have one last question. And I always ask this. Give us a pro and a con 
Um, and actually, I would say not even a con, something you wish you can show. A pro mm-hmm. and, a, and a con. <laughs> I feel like you've given us a lot of pros about like, you know, like doing this work and what you do. You do. Oh. It was something that you wish you could change. Mm. So, uh, so just to be very honest, I wish that um, I'm seeing a lot of people who are working in really toxic environments, despite the fact that we are out here trying to love up on our communities and mm-hmm. we are trying to, you know, we, we preach the good word of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> sometimes inside of these different organizations, I mean, all over these last 10 years, I have seen the gambit um, of people who do really fantastic work, but inside the organization, it's like people don't show up with a smile and that just sort of deteriorates into um, just, you know, an environment where you don't feel great. You're, you're not sure if you're valued. You don't feel, you don't leave your colleagues feeling more energized than you, than you did when you got there. And so yeah. I would love just to see people hold fast to um, creating environments for the, for the, for the people who are serving the communities that will serve them too. Yeah. 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 And, and for those who make sure y'all check out the blog and the podcast on our workplace toxicity. We did talk about that. And, and because like, I, like, like you said, I've seen, I've been seeing it come up a lot and I'm like, you know, this is interesting, you know, especially post COVID, you know, where there are places, I think, well, at least I, I think like where I am now, they're actually trying to, I see a lot of them embracing the hybrid work environment or the mm-hmm. work environment. A lot of places are doing that, but you still have places who are not. Nonetheless, it seems like, you know, the the issue of workplace toxicity where people are even like less in the office than they were, it's rising. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, is it like people are not able to talk to each other through email anymore? Like, is it? It's like, the way people talk to each other through email. Say that again. It's the way that people talk yeah. to each other through email. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, why is it so toxic? And you're not even in the office anymore. Exactly. Like, like you, sh- you show up on the Zoom call with attitude. We haven't even gotten started yet. What's happening right now? Yo, you got pajama pants. I got pajama pants on right now, sis. Let's relax. Like dressed up from the neck up. Just chill out. Like, you know, it's not even right. As per as per my last as, as per my Yes. Yes. And I feel like when when we you know, when I was still in New York and we went remote, like of course like I didn't really like it at first because I felt like there was no separation between home and work. Yeah. And then more and more I understood, I was like, no, this is awesome because I actually can get to have more time for myself. I I can go and run errands, you know, and just make sure I have my phone with me and answer. Mm-hmm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. I can actually go to the gym, you know, yeah. and like not be after work or like you know at the crack of dawn, right? You know, or you know before I really actually want to get up, so yeah. like I can go in the middle of the day, or you know, and just I can work outside. I can be in the. Park. You mean you could be I, a whole person? You say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's one of the things I loved working at the center for Black Health and Equity. It's like even though we all worked remotely, like you're going to see people's kids in the background. You're going to get to know people's families because it's almost like they kind of show up and on the camera, they show up at work (laughs) and you get to appreciate the person as a full whole person and just really knowing people and just getting to know them as whole people really can reduce, I think is just one way to reduce that kind of that creep of toxicity that comes in because you realize that, Oh, these are whole people. They're not just, um, an android coming up to show up and do work yeah have families and you know lives and things and it's not to say that there aren't people some people who are just jerks but you know even they have parents you know and children (laughs) and things like that and so like yeah like today i was on a call and and it was which i thought was really it was it was nice well i guess i guess it's relative to who you know, whoever, whoever was listening, but, um, he gets back on the call and he asks, uh, he says, Oh, can you repeat that? I was doing something, some, some food in the oven or something. I was like, 
This is funny. You get to see people burn food. It's That's not right. Funny. I don't know what happened. But it's right. Like, oh, burn food or, you know, like, oh, I'll be right back. Like, you know, some you know, contractors at the door. He's at know? the door, right. And it just helps you realize that everyone are real people. They do the same thing that I do. So you can give them grace when you need to give them grace. You can... um appreciate their creativity whereas before you may not have asked because you didn't notice just based on oh look at all the color in your in your house like you you know like there's just so many ways to appreciate people as whole people and I think that is one step toward um just making a better workplace environment yeah yeah so hopefully we can figure out ways to like cut down on the toxicity. I don't know. Maybe that'll be some of my <laughs> advocacy conversations. Like how we cut That's down a on good one. I want to get on, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll do another one. We'll do another one. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Like this was, I think this was really informative. Um, I learned more about comms noir because like I said, like we haven't, we haven't had a chance to like really chit chat and talk about like, I know. so glad that you, you know, were able to come on the show and talk about it here. Um, and more people will learn about it, you know, as we, um, you know, the podcast is going to go up tonight, <laughs> but you know, the live show is always here. So okay. thanks for all of you who joined, um, you know, as always. So I do have an announcement. Um, this is our last show. We're going on and we're having a mid-season break. And um, our next show will be in September. So we will see you then in the forward. In the meantime, there's so much content for you to, you know, listen to, you know, you know, go back and listen to this one. And, you know, for those of you who came in a little bit late and you can learn a little bit more about LaTroya and what she does and Comms Noir. Um, and feel free to ask questions. Like if so, I do, like if people ask questions, you know, they can ask them in the comments and I'm happy to like forward them to you. Um, so yeah. find out, but you know, I encourage you to also go to commsnoir.com and like, you know, download the five, uh, five ways to stop life leaks. There you go. <laughs> My and give good. more back to yourself. Give more back to yourself. My memory is Yeah. Helping, it's not, it's just, it's just that I'm on vacation today. Like, you should <laughs> respect the boundaries that your mind is giving yeah. you. Yeah, it's, it's, or, or it's like, can we have some ginkgo? Like, maybe that's what it is. Like, I've been having too many, like, what's it called today? Like, this, yeah. All right, so we must respect some boundaries. And, um, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, again, for joining us here. Um, again, this is True Health Live. Make sure you visit the, the, the YouTube so you get all the different um, um, goodies in the description box about Comp Noir and like all the things that Latoya is doing. Also, make sure you visit DeidreSully.com and there's all sorts of goodies there. You can download um, the free ebook about you know our 10 points in public health and so on and so forth. And there's so much more coming. Um, so yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us here at True Bye. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to TrueHealthLive at gmail.com. See you next time.